What's up? How's it going, guys? Welcome, Florian family. Welcome to the huddle. We're here every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central discussing topics to help you maintain forward progress in your flooring career. Today with me as always, Mr. Daniel and Jose Gonzalez from Preferred Flooring in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You guys are a staple and the co-host of this podcast and uh, a lot of times the backbone. Thanks for carrying the torch last week. Well, we didn't do anything last week. Yeah. Okay, well, the torch torch still got carried by. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say probably more like a thorn, not a staple, still poking, still there. <laughs> so um, this week we're talking about, you know, building long-term customer relationships. We've touched on different topics like this before, uh, building relationships and effectively doing that, but maybe just a... Um, a different take. It's one thing to, you know, build, you know, just a business relationship. But a lot of times what I've found is the, the long-term, uh, you know, customer relationships typically turn into some type of a, a friendship outside the business. Uh, even if it's not, you're going over to each other's houses, barbecuing every week. It's just like, mm -hmm. It's just a little friendlier. It's you're, you know about each other's kids and what sports and how they're doing and and um, once once you get there, you got a friendship and a good business relationship. And um, so it, it seems to me like it 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 has a lot to do with caring. I know we say that a lot, but caring about the other person and kind of caring about what they need, and then they, you know, what I what I've experienced is then they kind of get interested in you or whatever. And you, you start doing work so often that it's almost impossible to not talk about your kids or your dogs or your cat, or, you know, you sell in your house or whatever the deal you're doing. So it becomes a little more intimate, but I uh, thought I'd get your guys' take on such a big topic. We can go 50 different paths, but. Right. I think that just social media in general has played a, a huge role in it, right? Because not everyone needs to, you don't have to ask them. Sometimes you're like, hey, I seen this on Facebook. How did that, you know, I get it all the time. How'd that tournament go? How'd your son do? You know, uh, seeing you guys were on vacation, how was it? And it just makes things so much easier that, yeah. you know, you everyone is connected. So you're you're constantly seeing what, what people have going on and you're asking about it. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it? Social media is like a little, little, uh, side window into somebody's life right um it, it does help facilitate conversations and it does help actually find common ground you know and 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 similarities between lifestyles and, and families and that's where a lot of conversation does come from um i am i am still a little bit old school i do like the in person right like i don't i don't use uh, social media in that manner to the fullest um, I, I like to plug in little one-liners and jokes and just uh, be nosy, but like in a funny way, uh, nosy. Uh, uh, I still, yeah, <laughs> I, I still like the I still like the face-to-face -face and the handshake and the hug and and uh, I like asking I like asking questions like that face-to-face, -face, right? Because it, it it holds more weight. Well, I guess it kind of uh, bodes the question: Can you? 
you know, is is a is that social media activity um, niceties or is it? You know, I think you can tell whether there it's a genuine like how how'd your kid do on that tournament or something. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen you know messenger get used that way, um, and not just on somebody's feed, but. And I'm not even talking about just on the feed. I mean, like, sometimes we'll see people in person and then be like, hey, I remember I see yeah. you were on vacation. How'd that go? And uh, we just had I just had someone in here the other day and um, him and his wife, I, maybe it was just him. I think maybe it was him and his wife. But, you know, they went to Canada fishing and then we just talked about how many fish they caught and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's a good way to stay connected and keep keep it going. Um, but building relationships long-term, uh, I don't want to cheapen it. Uh, once you start talking about it in a way of like what techniques you use or whatever, it, it almost feels like you're cheapening it or yeah. uh, feels like it's manipulative. That's not the case. I think that, no, you no, know, at the, end, at the end of the day, I, I like doing business with people I like. So if I've done business with someone and I enjoyed it, I just naturally feel like I want to get to know them a little bit more. And I, uh, I think it's, it's, you know, um, it's the same, the other direction, you know, they like working with me. I take care of them and you just have these, uh, conversations that come up about personal life, but from a business perspective, it all comes down to execution. In my opinion, like it all starts there because you can run a friendship with business and you can, real quick if you're not careful um right. so building those long-term relationships can be really valuable but i've always also gotten this intense desire that like i don't want to let this person down you know um so, so you're absolutely right and, and i'll add to that so i'm just going to go back to like experiences that i've had um you know er early on you you know, and people do know when you're being genuine and when you're not being genuine, right? Like, like it's people who who can who can read that and sense that can they, it's a it's a feeling, right? It's it's a feeling, and um, you know you can see who how, how how engaged someone is, how engaged you are in the conversation. Are you really paying attention, or or are you or are you just following some kind of template that you're used to using? Um, if I said that I wasn't like that at one point in my life. Um, I would 100% be lying because when you get into any type of business, you try to find out who you are and, and, and your best approach. And the other way to do that is to engage in conversation, right? Whether it's genuine or not. Um, it's just trying to find out um, what makes the other person tick. And after a while, you do just, you find your stride and you say, it's so much easier just to be myself because it's either going to attract the people that I want or it's not. And, and, and you can feel that energy from the other people as well. Um, they're yeah. going to be themselves or they're not. And yeah, I think being genuine like you is, is important as you're saying. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I do say, do have some jokes that come out probably around the wrong people at the wrong time, but is it really the wrong time? Right? Like, I'm being genuine and it does lead to other conversations because sometimes it just comes out and people are just like, what did, what did he just say? Hey, 
who are you? What are you? No, doing? it's usually I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I started off this way because this is the this is the easy way to talk about relationships, right? Uh, building long term relationship, you're you automatically think friendship and kind of mixing a little bit of business with pleasure from the standpoint of you may go out to dinner with a vendor or with a customer or go golfing and, and actually enjoy each other's time. What about building relationships with people, business relationships with people you may not personally like? So um, that, to, to, that's me, that's a, to me, that's an easy one, um, to be okay. honest with you. We got the answers, guys. Tune in. <laughs> this for me. This is the hey, everyone. This is all perspective, right? This is all perspective. Everybody has their own angle and their own way to approach it. And uh, for me, it, early on, it was like you said earlier. I can't lose this one. I want this one. I'd like to work. Uh, I'd like to work for this person or with this person, right? Like that was that was the, the premise of the relationship. And you know when you're going to have a business relationship. Right, because one person or or both don't talk about anything personal, right? Like they don't bring anything up, or like you know they don't share that, that type of stuff, and, and and it's easy to to spot and to notice right away. Um, but up until the last what five years, maybe four years, I thought that it was more about trying to tell them what I could offer them. Uh, as far as the service and, and what separates us when for the business relationship, when it's more of a dance, right? And you help me, I help you. It's a team effort. And that's how it is now. Um, and I sat down with uh, 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 with the chamber, and this is where the first time I heard it from, uh, from Dante is, um, you know, when, when you're trying to build a, a business relationship, uh, it, well, actually, it wasn't Dante, I'm sorry. It was uh, Rick uh, from Rockford. He was at, with Rockford at the time. He's like, sometimes it takes two years to build that work relationship. And in two years, you might not have any work from them, right? But it's not about it's not about you trying to get your foot in the door. You can't get your foot in the door, so you walk away with your hands up. It's like, oh, I just want the next one. No, it's, sometimes it takes two years to build a, a good working relationship or to start a working relationship uh, because they're the trust factor. They have people they've been working with. Um, that they trust and haven't let them down, right? So you just have to be ready and willing when the opportunity presents itself to uh, uh, to make good with that opportunity. And, and we've done our, our very best to try to do that um, when opportunity has presented itself. Well, <clears throat> it almost sounds like you danced around the question because you were just talking about someone that you haven't done work for and not someone that you don't like. So I think when um, you... It's like someone when you when you don't like them, he he was saying that it's easier because then you don't have to ask them those personal questions. It's just okay. Maybe uh, there, there's been time. people that that we've done work for that it's like they don't necessarily like us. We don't necessarily like them, but we know that they do. They run a tight ship, and so do we. And things just get done. So you don't have to even talk about anything. It's here's the work. Go do it. Pay me. Yeah, that's, that's a very uh, Yeah, and those those relationships, uh, what I was getting at, are not built on niceties. They're built on trust, as you said, Jose, and 
and how do you build trust on from a business perspective is execution from both sides, honesty and execution. So it's hard for, you know, for me, it's hard to build a relationship or want to be uh, close business-wise with someone who doesn't do ethical business. But if we're all operating on that field, personally, I don't have to like you. You probably will never know it. But my goal is to give you the best experiences I can that's possible and um, execute on a high level and give you a good pro uh, good quality project at the end of the day. The, those relationships are sometimes more stable than the other when you, when you form that friendship on the outside. I've had to go both ways, but... Um, you know, in general, I I don't want to say like I don't want to be friends with everybody, but it'd be tough to be friends with every client. Yeah, like, and and you know, you you have the, that dynamic, right? Because when you don't like someone, it's easier to be like, well, I really don't want to do this project, so I'm just going to hike up these numbers. But when you do like them, it's like, man, I really want to help them out, and then you help them out, and it's like, what's up, bro? I still didn't get it. He was like, sorry. Yeah. Well, those the good dynamics are when they they like doing business with you so much that they don't they don't necessarily bid you out all the time. Only when they have to, and I'm talking about like a general contractor. But even an end user, we've we've developed a really good relationship with a pharmaceutical company where we're not friends on the outside. And sometimes it's a very pointed conversation between our companies, but we always, they, they always have the need. They call us, we schedule the cruise, we show up, we execute and get the job done. And then it's off to the next, next year's shutdown before we hear from them again. But sure enough, every year it's a call, it's shutdown time. We need, you know, five guys for three days and we need these two rooms with new sheet vinyl or whatever. So half the time I don't ever see them, but that's a good business relationship. And building that is built on execution, doing what you say you'll do, and then good quality, you know, product. Yeah, I, we, we have, you know, people like that too, where it's like, it's a huge building, but it only gets done in sections at a time. So as soon as that, that next one is ready, it could be two years from now. We know that the, the phone's going to be ringing and, you know, we don't get too personal with them, but it's a great business relationship. They love us and we love working with them because, you know, both they're going to keep on calling. And is that, is that, is there any other dynamic that we could share outside of executing and being honest? Um, just, just make sure that there's that understanding that you guys are both in business uh, to be profitable. Um, uh, you have to understand that. They have to understand that. And I guess that still falls under the being honest thing too. So Yeah, but that's a damn good point, to be honest with you. It's, since we're talking about honesty, I mean, that's a really good point. You want to, what a good key, you know, to a relationship is, mutual benefit so that's a mm -hmm. that's a very good point 
And we recently had uh, one of our uh, longtime business relationships end because you know, just things were getting missed and they kept falling on my shoulders or Daniel's shoulders to take care of it. And you know, it's it, it was becoming uh, the normal for them to drop it in our lap and not take care of it themselves. And, and that was where like, and then when I finally said, we have to talk, they didn't, they didn't like the talk. And it was, uh, it was very apparent that blame was getting pushed one direction and uh, accountability was uh, was was not present, and so they ended the relationship. To be honest, with you. I mean, we kind of ended it through the discussion, but um, they decided to, to to not follow up with phone calls or emails. So, which is okay. That's totally okay. I get it. Yeah, I think that. Um... Relationships out of convenience is different than a good, strong relationship. Yes. That's and, um, if you're there because, and we have to be careful with this, speaking of relationships, uh, moving away from customer and moving into working with your vendors or your subcontractors, um, you know, you want to be cognizant of your crews and when you're working with them, uh, just like you said, Jose, you want them to make money and be profitable. You need that relationship to be profitable. That's how you attract the best subs. Now, it, like the grass is not always green. Stuff does happen. Things are tough sometimes, but for the most part, if you care about them being profitable, they care about you being profitable, that's a good foundational piece. And then you add execution to the mix and some honesty, you got something good going. Those convenience relationships are, are when you got a guy that um, only a, a one or two crews that can do a specialty floor and you, you only give them those really tough jobs because they're the ones that can do it. You better toss them. I think we talked about this in a previous yeah. episode too. Like you better toss <laughs> some carpet towels every now and then. Or, yeah, we do carpet tile too, man. We, yeah, we do carpet uh, tile too. <laughs> hey, hey, gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take off, man. I'm I'm being summoned right now. We are actually at baseball tryouts, so I apologize. Um, hey, man. Well, good uh, luck. All right, thanks, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on. I'll see you guys on socials. All right. Okay, bro. So yeah, I um, I know that uh, you know when you're talking about relationship with crews or employees. That really boils down to um, caring, you know, caring about what, when we're dealing with our employee crews, it's kind of knowing about their families and actually caring about their their livelihoods and their yeah, absolutely. Because you know, when we were labor only, um, we just ran into this situation with because uh, we had some some of our trade partners doing some of our residential work lately. So what happened back in the day was we were doing, you know, a job for these people. And then it's like, well, there's no base removal. There's no carpet removal or anything on here. And we have to do everything. So they're like, just do it, you know, and we'll cover you. And it's uh, one of those learning moments, right? Because we do everything and then we bill it. And then they send a check with our invoice crossing stuff out saying, we're not paying this. We're not paying that. And it's like, noted 
and then it's uh get to our job and it's like you know this kind of saying that we were supposed to be moving the furniture and rather than go to the client and be like, listen, I wasn't doing this. It's going to cost this much. And it's like, what's it going to take? Two hours, just do it. Bill me for it. It's like, I'm not trying to, to make them pay and go through this whole ordeal. It's just, it's going to cost me two hours. Just do it, get it done. I'll pay you for your time. Let's make everyone happy. Yeah, I think that's, you know, especially in some of the Facebook groups that I've seen a lot, it's always people saying, well, don't do this, don't do that. You have to get paid for this. And it's like, to a certain extent, yeah, but really, you're you're trying to solve a problem and make people happy at the same time. And sometimes it's just a bigger headache if you start adding all those variables. And when it's just like, man, it's going to cost me a 100 bucks you know, 150 bucks, just do it and let's get it done. That way we can have everything done today that we were supposed to. Yeah. Those Facebook groups, uh, I've seen a lot of the, you know, don't let them nickel and dime you kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And I, I can, I can sympathize with it. And I, I agree. Uh, but at the, at the same time, you, you can't let everything just fall apart because of something like that, you know, like a moving or some additional prep or something. Um, you know, there's, there's ways now we don't have to do everything on paper. You can get approved change orders and things digitally these days with go Carrera I'm plug go Carrera there where you can get those things executed from a digital standpoint, but the, I think it all boils down to uh, mutually beneficial relationships tend to thrive regardless of the personal aspect of it, uh, whether it's a subcontractor we're dealing with or uh, employee installer or a client. It's like mutually beneficial. Like I said earlier, like our um, employee crews, a lot of them don't like going out of town, for example, and we never bid a job planning on them, you know, sending them out of town to do the work. But if we get into a situation where a trade partner let us down and didn't show up or has problems, that's why I have employee installers. We got to con continue to push that project forward. And sometimes we have to send them out of town and we try to mitigate that as much as possible. And at the same time, make sure they know we really appreciate them for doing that and um you know maybe bump up the per diem here and there as best as we can uh, where the project budget allows to to uh show some appreciation but relationships by their very nature are difficult they take management uh whether it's a business relationship or a personal one so building them long term uh, i think if you know what your brother said on mutually beneficial basically both caring about the other's profit you know honest ethical business practices and then execution those are like three really good pillars to kind of look at and how can you strengthen those those three things um so execute care about the other person's money and be ethical
yeah, everyone's there for the the same goal, right? Gotta gotta make everyone happy. Sometimes it's not possible, but it's the end goal every time. Yeah. Well, when it does work, it's magic and it, it's wonderful. But you know, um, the 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 best thing that I can say is they're not easy to come by. Like once you're you're into building a good relationship with somebody, it's really important to maintain it. And they just they're they're hard to come by. That client that'll call you and just want your advice on something, give it for free. You know, give them give freely that way, and then they're gonna call you to do work. Uh, I get calls from architects very often about just, hey, what product should I put in this scenario? And we'll say, give them a few options, uh, making sure they put the right type of product in a in a facility. Um, and we do that freely. It's not like we're working, and we'll spend you know quite a bit of time on research and and sending them product data sheets and stuff like that so that they not, not only know that that's what we recommend, but also have the, the backup for that. So, you know, it's just about, I think, caring about the other person. I know that some of this is, you know, pretty typical stuff, but I think it bodes reminding, um, like, that is the key to business is, is building those strong, long-term uh, client relationships and having... Uh, long-term employees. I just gave one of our, I think I gave our sixth 10-year anniversary plaque uh, the week before last, right before I left for the nice. show. Yeah, and, and uh, I'll, I'll plug Simon Sinek because I, we've talked about him a few times because he says all the time there's all these books on, you know, uh, like how you can help yourself, but there's nothing about helping others and sometimes you have to realize that in order to help yourself sometimes you have to help others because that's gonna come back to you eventually and where that's where you know as I was earlier talking about um, sometimes you deal with people for two years and you don't see anything and all it takes is that one time and you know we've been I think we've been with the chamber for like two or three years now and you know seeing the same people over and over again and that's how long it took to to get in the door with some of these people was two or three years. But then it wasn't just uh, two or three years. And here's a little, you know, $2,000 project we're talking about. Here's two or three years. And now we're doing plus with them. What was that last part? Can you hear me? I, uh, you're back okay my computer's uh doing some crazy stuff right now i don't know what's wrong with it so one of my screens just went out but you know you know we're it's a project that we're doing ninety thousand plus and it's you know it's it took two or three years but you know it's not not a tiny project so well it's worth it yeah, there definitely it's an investment in other people at the end of the day. It's not just and and I think that's why you can't be phony with it. And if you don't like someone, uh don't try to force it. Just try to execute and be the best, you know, at doing your job or or doing what you say. But you can't 
you can't be phony and force it. You'll be miserable. So long term, it's 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 best to um, you know really focus on what it where can you find common ground is one of the best things I can say. It's one of the things I do. If I do, if I'm not seeing eye to eye with somebody, what do they want and what do I want out of the deal? And then can we make that happen? And I think I think people appreciate that for the most part. What are some what are some key things that you guys do to um, strengthen relationships with employees? It's kind of the the same thing. It's uh, being honest with them and knowing like, and it it sucks to say, but not every employee realizes that we have to make money in order for them to make money right because they're just an employee but we reiterate that and sometimes we go over the numbers and stuff like that just so they can see but uh i mean just last week we had two birthdays and i just you know we got some gift cards i went and grabbed a couple gift cards said here take your uh you know take your lady out for dinner tonight What's your favorite gift card to give? Oh, we got a bunch of them. Uh, last week I gave out Applebee's and I think Texas Roadhouse. That's I, that's our favorite. That's that's the one that seems to get them going the best. You gotta feed them, man. You gotta feed them. In their belly makes people happy. Feed them some Texas Roadhouse, and you'll go a long way. What do you guys do? Uh, I know you've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth uh, uh, revisiting. You guys do some stuff where you do some cooking out and things like that as well, right? Yeah. So we've uh, we brought some grills here, and I brought grills to some of the job sites before and cook out for the guys. And um, there's been you know some days where we don't really have much going on or we're just like, call a day at this time, be back here. We'll eat something, play some bags, and, you know, sometimes you grab a 24-pack or something for the guys, something so that way they can just hang out, talk about stuff. It's something that we don't get to do often, especially, you know, the guys, since we're here in the office, we don't we don't get that time with them like we used to when we were in the field with them yeah i know that's that's like every once in a while going out in the field and working i did it a few weeks ago and it's like them seeing you out there willing to do with what you're asking them to do um a lot of times that's proven to be beneficial and I don't just do it for that fact is I still kind of like getting down there and doing stuff it's uh, it's way easier than being in the office all day using your brain and I'll tell you what some days I yearn for the field <laughs> yearn just to get back out there and install not not have anything worrisome on my mind other than just doing a good quality job on whatever I'm installing figuring out a little problem out there but certainly it's um it's less stressful in a lot of ways, uh, not to, you know, 
say that, you know, the installers don't have stress. I, I know that that's not true, but um, the cooking out and stuff is a way that we use to connect, kind of like you just said, connect the field and the office and kind of um, let them know we're there for them. We also have a habit of if you get injured or if you uh, are sick um, and not contagious sick, but just like not feeling well or whatever, we, we've had a guy that had knee surgery. Um, instead of sitting at home, we brought him into the office. We, we were like, come in and work, learn some, but also you'll have some, you'll have some empathy for some of your fellow office people, because I think the idea is that we just are sitting there, you know, telling jokes and relaxing all day. And, um, as you know, it's nothing could be further from the truth, but a lot of our crews learn that from coming in the office for a few days and checking it out and, and doing some work in there and working next to project managers and stuff and seeing that, that stress level of what people have to deal with in the office. And that's, that's went pretty well too. Yeah. Eduardo asked if he can join in again. So I sent him a link. Yeah. For the word. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. The employees thing is hard. The relationship thing in general is hard because it's sometimes as uh, someone always feels like they deserve more when the other person feels like they're already giving them the most that they can give them, you know, but that's where, uh, well, that's where I think that mutually beneficial yeah. comes in is, you know, frankly, employees or, uh, you know, installers in general, whether it's employee or subs, understanding they have to be a benefit to you as much as they expect you to be a benefit to them. Edward joining us. See. See on there. No, I don't see um, him. Wait, let me change his mind. Oh, there he goes. I'm I'm here. Hey, Eduardo. Hey, thanks for having me again. I just like hanging out while uh, sending emails. Oh, <laughs> good. Well, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. What's your take on you know the topics building long term strong long term relationships and. We kind of started with clients and moved through employees and trade partners and um, kind of came up with, you know, ethical dealings for one another, um, mutually beneficial relationship, and then execution, doing what you say you're going to do, kind of the pillars that we've established. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's just something that a lot of people don't understand how long it takes to build relationships and the value of them. Like just uh, how much goodwill you put out there with other people and how it eventually it comes back in one way or the other. And um, so that's kind of my take on it, how 
when I was an installer, I just, you know, work order, I got the money, I went home. And it it's just like 80% of the work sometimes is just getting everything together so the installer can put it in. So it, it just now I'm on the other side on the computer side and it, it's it's mentally exhausting and stressful and it takes just a mountain of time to get anything done. Yeah, and like you said, you got to be able to to know that anytime you're given something, you're not necessarily going to get anything back, right? Like you yeah. always want to, but you're given just to give, not to receive anything back right away. Yeah, it's not a it's not a convenience store interaction. You know, you give them a dollar and you get your Snicker bar. It's it takes more investment than that to build a good work a, a an honestly good relationship with someone. Yeah, and right. it's relationships all, all the way around because we've when we were labor only, you know, we would constantly have people like, hey, let me take you out over here. You know, you guys have been doing great work. Let's go over here. And then sometimes we'd be like, thanks. You know, we'll go over there. And then, you know, when we're there, we're like, you know what? We got this one. You've been giving us a lot of work. We appreciate you at the same time. And we've taken GCs out, you know, that um, the, the bosses that are on site and even down to uh, at Christmas time, some of the distributors around here, we've gone in there with, you know, some swag and some gift cards. It's like anytime, you know, they, they've gone above and beyond. It's only fair that we return something to them. Well, and they're paramount to your business in, in flooring, you know. It's like one of the most important relationships you can have is with your vendors. And they're hard sometimes to, to maintain because you get let down and it's it's hard to uh, not separate and, and give grace when you, you probably would want grace in that same situation. So. Yeah, Kevin's on here. He says, you're only as good as the job you did. This correlates with relationships as well. So we'll be looking for him to take us to uh to some dinner at a CFI convention then. Yeah, boy. My favorite free food. Well, you guys going you going to CFI uh Eduardo? No, I sold my soul to the salary man and now I'm 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 doing other stuff. <laughs> ah. So I don't get to go out where I want to anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, he Kevin clarified. He says the last job you did, not as the job you did. Fair enough. That's all in execution, I think. You know, executing at a high level. That's what the installation part is all about. And then once you get in the office, it's the more the communication. I think like it's like I like I always say it's easier to just go out there and do it. It's harder to be in here and having to organize everything because this is where all the headaches get funneled. Where they they yeah, that's the best way to put it. I was gonna say that's where they start, but not necessarily. It is where they get funneled though. Well, we are about twenty minutes early here. Uh, not that an hour is always the goal, but I do believe, um, you know, sometimes you, you got to keep them short and sweet. 
short and sweet. We've we've dove into this a little bit in, I mean, it's always gonna come up. And the best I can say is value your trade partners, whether that's your GC or your subs or your employees, people who you work with, value them um, and, and do your very best to take some of the nuggets out of this podcast and uh, just to, again, to uh, kind of raise that phone to the top. It's about executing or doing what you say you're going to do, um, doing business and your, your dealings with other people in an ethical manner. And uh, at the end of the day, having a mutually beneficial relationship. Of course, there's all kinds of stuff, like you said, communication and everything that plays into that. But communication is a piece of execution sometimes. Sometimes it's a piece of mutual of being mutually beneficial relationships. Uh, but I think if you can kind of keep that in mind, it's kind of a good reminder for myself. You know, sometimes these podcasts, I get on here and talk and I'm like, yeah, you could probably do better at that, Paul, you know? So I love doing these because it kind of reminds me how important it is to take care of people and and help other people and 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 do the best job you can and be ethical and honest. So yeah, if you're not constantly telling yourself that you can do better at something, then something is wrong. Amen. That's what it's all about. Continuous improvement. With that, gentlemen, Eduardo, thanks for joining us for the short time here and your inputs. You got any we like you better than my brother, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do have some input on that. Like, uh, when you start recording and listening to yourself, your speech improves, like, dramatically. Just listening to the ums, and, and, and it's crazy how effective communication is for leadership and inspiring other people. So, you know, clear communication is crazy that... Everyone, everyone assumes everyone knows it, and we don't know it. And we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. Yeah. So this is good training. If everyone just assumes that they don't know nothing, don't know anything, then maybe things will start getting better. Absolutely agree. Fair enough. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks again. Have a good rest of your Tuesday afternoon. We'll see you next week. Until then, I think we start a new series. This one's uh, gonna be good. It's packed full of uh, really uh, tactical and applicable information. If you want to, if you're even considering being a a flooring contractor, um, and by that I mean a material and labor provider of flooring, uh, where you purchase and you work with distributors and you work with general contractors, and and you and start getting all these headaches we keep on talking about. Yeah. So, so we're going to go through a lot of the details of that. Um, I've counseled with a couple of people uh, who've reached out over Facebook to me that got a contract on a commercial job and are scared to death because they have no idea what to do. Um, so this is going to be a 101. If you want to be in commercial uh, as a flooring contractor, uh, tune in. In the meantime, if you like some of our ramblings and and jokes when when uh you know jose can pull one out or you know daniel's uh i'm not very funny no but you sidearm your brother pretty well <laughs> <laughs> so uh, consider giving us a like and subscribe if you're watching this on youtube or comment share it 
uh, help get the message out. We're just some guys here that have been through a lot in the flooring industry and, uh, you know, sharing our experiences and our point of view. So anytime you want to join, just like Eduardo did, uh, you're welcome to, um, you know, reach out, let us know. We'll get you on the show. Until then, we'll see you later. See ya. All right. Bye, guys.